Just trust me, okay? This is Michael, and we are here for a special Saturday night entertainment bonus round with the lovely, fabulous, blonde from up north, Tracy Stern. How are you? I'm good. Curvy flipper, friend to the show. I introduce her as such all the time, and I try to come up with new names at all times. Luckily, they're all with love. I'm going to start sending you some like adjectives. I got to think of some other ones. What would be illustrious? illustrious. <laughs> yes, phantasmagorical. So. And supercalifragilisticexpialidocious. Locious. Feliqua. How are you, Fallon Burner? Hello. Soon to be Dr. Burner. <laughs> now, do you want to know how she got me to remember what, how to spell her name? Fall on a burner. Oh, my God. I can't believe you just told people that. Yes. Fallon Burner. Yep. <laughs> my middle initial is A. That's how that makes sense. Yes. I know, <laughs> but it's perfect. That's awesome. Yeah. And I was, I've literally never forgot. Fall on a burger. So where? Burner, not burner. Burger. Oh. Burner. Sure. Burner. Her last name is Burger. Burger. <laughs> Fall on a burner. So cheesy. Delicious. Okay, so where does it end? Where does the PC reign of terror end? A possibly amended The Book of Mormon announces November Broadway return. The Book of Mormon, the Tony-winning musical comedy by Trey Parker, Matt Stone, and Robert Lopez, which I believe, if I'm not mistaken, Trey Parker and Matt Stone hail from Canada, will resume Broadway performances at the Eugene O'Neill Theater on Friday, November 5th. Producer Ann Gerafino announced today, but there might well be some changes. The show's writers will begin rehearsals with the cast in the fall, having agreed to discuss and possibly adjust elements of the show deemed racially problematic. Several months ago, 20 actors from the original and most recent Broadway casts signed their names to a letter asking the writers and producers to reevaluate aspects of the show. So first of all, are either of you familiar with the show at all? No. Not really. So, obviously, it has to do with Mormons. And, obviously, now, I hail from Salt Lake City, a.k.a. their kingdom. So, with that, the irreverent show's depiction of Africans has been a much-discussed topic in theater circles since matters of Broadway's entrenched racism took on renewed scrutiny following last summer's Black Lives Matter protests. In a People TV interview last July, original cast member Josh Gad asked about a potential film adaptation of the musical and said, I don't know that the show could open today and have the same sort of open-armed response that it did then. It's not to say that it's any less significant or wonderful or incredible a musical. I just think it's the nature of art to adapt. I would certainly hope that with the future adaptation, there would be that growth because I think it's a cool opportunity for growth. So do we think that we're going to start seeing a trend where instead of maybe canceling, they're going to try to literally rewrite shows in order to be more inclusive or less harmful or racial? Or what are your thoughts? Oh, boy, we're going to have to rewrite the entire canon of musical theater. Right. That's what I'm thinking. Like, that's why I said, where does it end? So... Okay, you know how they love... Okay, there's no originality in Hollywood anymore. Right. I mean, I think that, um, like, originality ended, you know, like, with The Sixth Sense and M. Night Shyamalan, there was some originality in those films and, and shock value, and people were like, damn, that was a great concept. Right. And I think that lately, it's become a little bit monotonous. Like, how many times can you remake or redo a version of a movie? And I'm kind of... My thought is, is that you take whatever the theater is and you do a 2.0 so you keep the original energy but you're going to have to adapt you just have to there's 
You know, I, I think that, I mean, we're all white in this room, in case you all don't know on the other side of the microphone. White looking. We are white all. Passing. We are. <laughs> yes. Right. I mean, you know. But I get what you're saying, because I do get that all the time where I've even said like, yeah, but I'm Mexican and Nikita has formed it to me. Yeah, but you're passing. It's not, you, you don't right. know what it's like. Right. But, and I mean, but even if you talk to a black Dominican, they're not black, black. Like they're, even within color. I got you. So, so we're white. Right, no, I'm, from, with from I'm with you. I'm with you. Color wise, yes. Color wise, we're no, white. I'm Although I'm right. gonna, I'm gonna debate you there because growing up here, I got asked all the time which one of my parents was black. Really? I also got asked, "What are you?" And then I got told, "You just look so ethnic." So pe- <laughs> people here didn't think I was white until I got older. I got more white looking. Oh, like your skin light. I was not white passing as a kid. Oh, gotcha. And I'm not white, so yeah, crazy, isn't it? Yeah. But well, you look white tonight. <laughs> So we're going to yeah, roll. I, I'm white passing now. So yes. we're white passing. Well, I, I am white. There is, I am white. I, would, I will tell I would you be right brazen now. enough to say stark white. I am <laughs> white. I tan, but I am white. She I tans am, by burning. I am your blonde hair, blue eyed. I am too, bombshell. Yeah. That's just, I'm the girl next door. I'm very much that all American, blah, 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 stereotypical. But I think that there is no matter how hard I try, I will never, ever, 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 ever understand the fight i can sympathize with it i can appreciate it i mm-hmm. can fight for it i can right. support it i can understand it in a sense of but because we never live in that world like i have such good friends of mine that live in that world where literally they fear for their children's lives because I, of yeah and i don't have to do that i don't have to yeah. worry about my 17 year old son walking out the door no. because he looks like he's got a hoodie up on his head right these are the shit i just it's just, and my children i have to educate them on it because they are in i don't want to say insensitive but they just don't understand the freedoms they have well and it was a good friend to the show that actually said something to me one time i think it was about it might have been 10 months ago something like that but um made a comment that his mother had to have the talk with him and i was like the talk and she he was like yeah she had to let me know that it's great like i'm going on a long distance trip that's great and all but you need to be careful not that you're doing anything wrong but you are going to get profiled yeah and this is how you need to act when a cop pulls you over because you don't know what part of town you're in when you're driving these distances and how they're going to act with nobody looking right and i was like man like i i've kind of thought that in the sense that like you know when i was driving um and i like maybe i was going to a gay club or something so i had it like really turned up and so i was concerned like okay i could get some hit cop that's like you know blah 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 faggot queer blah blah blah, you know whatever but i wasn't thinking about it to the extent that it's like you're black i'm allowed to shoot you like i wasn't I wasn't thinking like that. And right. so it's like to hear someone say that it, and it's like, I talked to Fallon earlier about this, just cause it's not happening to you doesn't mean it's not happening. Right. Mm-hmm. And it is, it's true. It's a scary world that we live in. And at, at least it's starting to get put in the spotlight. So people know, well, they say art imitates life. Yes, it has to, it's got to evolve. Any thoughts, Feliqua? Ah, it's so tough because you know, grow, growing up as somebody who does identify yeah, as a person of color and, and just like seeing things that were super racially insensitive um, and insensitive towards women as well, just like misogynist in musical theater. Yeah. And I was like, man, why are we still doing these shows? Like new stuff gets written all the time. So when you say doing the these shows, shows what would be like a show you would be like, we don't need to even see it anymore? South Pacific. Oh, really? Yeah, that's like a classic. And if you read the book, the book is even worse. Wow. Okay. Yeah, I would have never thought that. 
Yeah. Interesting. I'll have to pay extra close attention to that. I just know, like, I don't know. I was not raised to be prejudiced, but it doesn't mean that it's not out there. And so for me, when I've looked at stuff, I just don't look at things through that lens. Right. And so I'm not looking at it like, oh, my gosh, they're so misogynist. I'm just like, oh, my gosh, that character hates women. And I guess that's the way that role's going to be. And you move on to it because it's acting. You know what I mean? Like, there's terrible villains out there, but their characters. I just, it never occurred to me that it was like to the extent of like defamation of a gender, you know, or defamation of an entire race, etc. So I just, I don't know where it's going to end, but I'm wondering what we're going to see. Cause I think this would be the tip of the iceberg. If they're going to hit it here, I know that they just had it where they had their own little issue with a, a Weinstein type Weinstein esque with, I think his name is Rudin. That was a big Broadway, Broadway producer, whatever. And um, to the point where Sutton Foster, who's obviously Sutton Foster of Broadway, um, she was like, I'm telling you right now, if he continues to be associated with this musical, you're going to find someone else to play my role because I don't need it. So they were like, I think you need to go, buddy. So yeah, it's, it's, it's depending on it. I think that we're going to see that it's going to be up to the actors. Like they're saying here, the actors had to band together to make sure that the producers knew this is not a joke and you need to take us seriously. On that note, take a break and we'll be right back. Stay tuned. Welcome back. So, how many of you are familiar with a little studio called Pixar? Yes. So, Pixar has a new movie coming out. I don't know if you've seen it. Don't care what it is. I'm going to watch it. Pixar's Luca. So, they have a story called Luca. Have you seen it? It's out now, yeah. Okay. I haven't watched it yet. So, Pixar's Luca was inspired by one of Stephen King's most iconic stories. Really? Pixar's Luca draws its story from a classic 1980 Stephen King movie that may seem like an unlikely fit at first. Most pieces of fiction have similar ideas to other works. Aspects such as themes or moods could inspire future stories. Luca, the soon-to-be-released cartoon from the minds at Disney and Pixar, drew inspiration from an unlikely source. The creators revealed the project they have been working on was inspired by one of Stephen King's stories. Directing duties were taken by Enrico, and Luca has its setting on the Italian Riviera. The story, where Tracy has been, the story is about the adventures of two boys, the titular Luca, voiced by Room and Wonders uh, actor Jacob Tremblay, which, have you guys, do you know who that is? No. Cute little boy. He's so cute. Really great actor. And Alberto, voiced by It and Shazam star Jack Dylan Grazer, as they spend their summer exploring the beautiful seaside town of the film. A fun activity for them includes eating a hefty amount of gelato. Mm-hmm. Unknown to the local residents, the duo are actually sea monsters who who can take the form of humans. <gasps> yes. Which is... Oh, hence the reason there's a picture of a floating mermaid. Yes. So, trailers show when they are exposed to water, kind of like Splash, their true forms can be realized. Pixar has already worked with toys, cars, of course, blah, blah, blah. Now they will delve deep, pun intended, to look at living beings from the water. They will have to... Oh, crap. I just lost my place. They will have to keep their secret while visiting the countryside. So, 
I think that's so cute, and I love that it randomly is pulled from Stephen King. <laughs> so I think that's great. And are you too familiar with how he usually gets his inspiration? Who Stephen King? Yes. No. Mm-mm. So when he's about to write a book, and this is out there in articles, and I'm not going to bother pulling it up because you can go look it up. Um, he will go lock himself in like a hotel room for like three months with acid and um, weed and alcohol, get totally crazy outside his mind, and just whatever comes out is his next book. Wow. <laughs> and then he's good for a year. <laughs> See, my, I'm, so I have some trippy dreams. So I'm like very spiritual and I've got, you know, my mother, it was very interesting. I was raised, my father was Roman Catholic. Everyone's got a process. <clears throat> my mother was, my mother raised me at psychic fairs and palm readings and tarot cards and all that kind of stuff. And so it was this very interesting balance in my house between right. the rosary on Sunday and the psychic fair on Saturday. And I tended to lean more towards the psychic fair uh, right. in, in my adult years. Um, and so the dreams, if I'm in the right mind, I'm almost afraid to develop, if I get a dream, to where it's like pretty freaky yeah. to develop that idea. Like, I don't know if I could go as deep as like Stephen King or some of these authors. That you got to look so- at the crazy shit that like Jacob Cameron puts out. Like, come on, where do you think it comes from? <laughs> yeah, well, obviously, I mean, people say, write about what you know, but my imagination, I think it scares me a little bit. <laughs> I could, you know, I could believe that. Yeah, there is definitely something and I've only done it a few times and I just kind of stopped because I wasn't having them all the time. But there's times where I'll wake up with such a vivid dream that I really, like, later, I almost have those aha moments of where it's like, oh, my God, have I been here before? Deja vu. But there's also those ones that it's like, what the fuck was I doing? Like, I don't drink anymore. I'm not doing drugs. So where the fuck is that coming from? Mm. And, yeah, I still get some crazy dreams where I wake up, like, literally, like, startled. Looking around, I've had dreams, and I figured these ones are natural, of course, where it's like, oh, my God, did I get arrested? Okay, oh, my God, I'm not. But, like... I still get crazy dreams. Do you have crazy dreams? Oh, yeah. Um, since I've been here, I had a really crazy one the other night. Uh, or uh, in the morning. It was like the last one before I woke up in the morning. I was standing over her. <laughs> With a bloody knife. <laughs> as, as he usually does when I'm still here. <laughs> right. um, <laughs> Welcome home. Here's Johnny. Oh, my gosh. So um, what was your dream? So I was... I guess I was dating. No, I wasn't even dating this guy. It was some guy who was really interested in me and he kept expressing his fervent interest. And I was kind of like mostly on the fence, but mostly like, no, I don't want to date this guy. And he was trying to like be super controlling of me. And he came in one night when I was sleeping and Buzz cut my hair. And so all my long hair came off and I didn't know until I woke up. Was this the night after we had just watched that scene in Into the Woods where Rapunzel's hair gets cut? <laughs> <laughs> what did I clearly say? Children, yes. listen. Yes, I, that's so funny. So you woke up frightened, like thinking this oh, is happening. It's weird, like just the feeling that I had of having, like I've spent years letting my hair grow out long again after having it short for a while in my circus career and... I quite like it long now, and so it's so devastating to think of all that years of work that there's no way of speeding up that process. You can't just snap your fingers or take a supplement and get all that long hair back, so I was just, like, devastated. It's not like I was... Like, I wasn't mad to have a buzz cut. I was sort of like, the buzz cut part is fun. I'm not... I don't look in the mirror, and I'm like, oh, my God, I can't believe all my hair is gone, but I was like, I can't believe I won't get all all my hair back. Like, it's going to take, like, a decade to regrow that or something. I was so desolate. Well... 
Um, the next story is one of my favorite topics that's going on, and I know that she secretly likes it too because she doesn't like who we're talking about. But this is what happens when you start calling people out and you think that you're allowed to start throwing stones, people that you have hurt will come out too. Leona Lewis calls out Michael Costello for a response to Chrissy Teigen apology. The designer fires back. So allegedly Chrissy Teigen bullied designer Michael Costello. So he came forward and he's all whiny, bitchy, blah, blah, blah. I'm a victim too. All of a sudden, Leona Lewis comes in from the wings going, um, excuse me. Do you remember the time that you refused to dress me because you thought that I was fat? Yes. Do you know how that made me feel? So she comes forward. Can we try? He goes, can we try and figure out what got lost in translation? Costello said in his Instagram story, asking the singer to reach out to him. So Leona Lewis has come forward with allegations that the designer, Michael Costello, left her embarrassed and deeply hurt by backing out of an agreement to dress her in 2014 due to what she believed was her figure not being sample size. But Costello is challenging her. Account. So, number one, supermodel Tracy, does this happen in the industry where you get bullied because you might have put on a little and now you're not sample size? Get out. (laughs) A simple yes will do. Yes. So, the leading love singer. (laughs) Fucking get over it. (laughs) That's what I thought too. Like, girl, come on. She's already like, she's amazing. She did Bleeding Love. Everyone knows that song. So, the Bleeding Love singer who wants, she can clearly sing. She's amazing. uh, Won the third season of the UK's The X Factor in 2006. Plus, I'm sorry, but if you won Simon Cowell over, I think you're good. Um, in 2006, made the allegation on her Instagram story Tuesday, a day after Costello posted on the same platform, that he remains traumatized and depressed and has had thoughts of suicide following social media interactions with Chrissy Teigen in 2014 when she allegedly accused him of being racist and threatened his career. Earlier Monday, Teigen published a lengthy apology for posting toxic tweets about fellow celebrities in the past without specifying names. Number one, I did not know who Michael Costello was before right now. Number two, I think his management team did a bang-up job making sure we did. And number three, Leona Lewis ringing that bell, too. And I'm sure he's going, now everyone knows me. So, do you think there was genuine hurt feelings here or just a way for everyone to surface and come to the top? Okay, one, we're talking about them. So, two, it's it relevant. Mm-hmm. Um, and now there are names. I don't even know who the fuck you were talking about, Michael, who? And now I've got to go Google him because now i got to pay attention to him because now you brought him up in a conversation. Michael Costello. Exactly. Yes. So, you know, when someone, any, okay, first lesson in entertainment, any publicity is, is good, good publicity. publicity. Because if they're talking about you, you are relevant. Yes. Whether they're talking about you good or bad. Now, if you take offense to what they're saying, there's an element of what they're saying that you believe to be true about yourself or your situation. That's the only way you will become offended by it. Because I can't help but think, once again, this is just like Facebook to me, where it's like, if someone was to say something about me, or maybe I see that it's coming to prominence, I might almost take it as a time to go, that bitch is the one that told me she blah, 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 that I should go kill myself or whatever. So, excuse me, instead of reaching out in the public, I would probably then swing the other way and be like, she's probably going to come back later. Maybe we should capitalize on this. Hey, girl, look, you said this to me. Oh, my God, I'm so sorry. I know you are. Remember that. So now let's just be friends and we don't need to be putting it out there. And 
I think that's like if you really have a problem with it, you handle it person to person, or you just block them, or you just snooze them for thirty days. <laughs> I mean, really? Because I mean, it, it, mm. what are your thoughts, Feliqua? Mm. I literally don't care, and that's the best part about this. <laughs> yes. A lot of people who keep seeing this don't, but one of the things that I love is, this is a perfect example, if you come out of nowhere and solely have a career based on just you, and you can do nothing, it can just as easily go away by a rumor. So, yeah, she has been pulled out of all stores, she's been pulled off of all shows, her everything has been dropped, and... All she's left with is being married to John Legend. Yeah, she didn't really lose, but she's going to be all right. So on that note, everyone, finish crying, and we'll be right back. Stay tuned. Welcome back. Make sure that when you're driving, stay in your lane. (laughs) So, Hilary Duff confirmed How I Met Your Father will tie into the original How I Met Your Mother Mm. series. So, did you guys enjoy How I Met Your Mother? For a while. Wasn't there a Canadian character, Mm -hmm. Robin? Yeah. 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 And did you ever watch it or no? Never. I could never really get into it either. I kind of like it. And like, of course, Cody loves it. So like now, uh, you know, a time or two, I'll sit and like, okay, just leave it running. Eh, It's got some funny moments, but it was kind of a little too tongue in cheek for me. Yeah. But I mean, like so outlandish and Neil Patrick Harris being straight was just hilarious. But And I love him anyway. So so multiple How I Met Your Mother spinoffs have been in development stages, then ditched in the past few years. But finally, one is coming to fruition. Hillary Duff will star in How I Met Your Father, a spinoff series that Hulu announced in April 2021. How I Met Your Father will tell a similar story to its beloved predecessor, except in the complete opposite direction. (laughs) So, How I Met Your Mother premiered in 2005 on CBS and ran for nine seasons, telling the story of how Ted Mosby, which I hated that character, met his wife and the mother of his children, who was only revealed in the final season. While many spinoff details, including casting and the premiere date, are being kept under wraps for now, rest assured, How I Met Your Father will be connected to the original series in unexpected ways. The Lizzie McGuire and younger star told Sirius XM's The Jess Cagle Show on May 6th, I don't want to give it all away, and the script is definitely being changed a little bit, but it does tie in. Do we think this is a good way to go about doing a series instead of doing a reboot, doing a spin-off later? Hmm. Let's look at the success of that. Let's look at all the Friends spin-offs. Okay, so there was one, Joey. Joey. Was there another one? Um, I was like, I don't think there was another one. Think. Well, that was one spin-off, and then you had, then wasn't there like a cheer spin-off? And then there was Didn't well, Frasier. Well, Frasier was ridiculously more successful than Cheers. Yeah. So okay, right. so that's one good example. <laughs> Mary Tyler Moore show had Rhoda. Yeah, yeah, Rhoda, and the other one about the blonde chick. Um, uh, yeah. I can't remember her name on that show, but that shows you how well that one was received. But Rhoda did really good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But is it too far gone from when How I Met Your Mother ended? 
to now? Or is it going to be like, because it's endlessly played now in syndication and on Hulu and Netflix and whatever, that there's a whole new generation yeah. that will adopt it? I kind of think that, like, I'm I'm curious to see what we're setting the stage for with the way technology is so, like, instantaneous gratification gener- uh, motivated that, like, are we going to see the ability? Like, right now, I am watching the new reiteration of Dynasty. It's moderately entertaining. I, I don't think that it's anywhere near what it, what it was. was, but yeah. it's a it's an interesting, cute little like but, when I'm cleaning the house and I don't need to pay attention. It's that brainless. So I'm like, this is great. You can know, we talk about Hillary Duff though. Well, well, go ahead. What? Why? I know. Look, okay. she wasn't that great when she was. Okay, the so, dominant. I know. Here's what, ugh, here's what I want to say. And I didn't want to have to say anything bad about her. because I, I mean, I, I, this <laughs> yeah. is it. I don't know these people. I, but I can only go based off of what has been presented in their career. She's got one of the most underwhelming acting repertoires ever on earth. I agree with you. However, I like that she's not scathed in scandal. And she seems mm. like a genuinely good person. I want yeah. to see what she how she acts as a grown-up. Let's just well, d- you have to watch Younger. So on Seven. Younger, oh, I've watched Younger. She's good on Younger. Okay, but I was I, gonna say though, doesn't she still seem kind of childlike? Yeah, yeah. But she still plays a twenty-something or like yeah. a, like a millennial, a millennial, of, like that mentality. She's still in that mindset for in those, her character. For so. those out there who still don't know what Younger is, you need to get the fuck oh, you on need it. To get it's it. That's so a, good. It's a. Gr- I'm so bummed that it's not continuing. What a concept! Yeah. I love that it was so successful, and yeah. especially because. I have crazy respect for Sutton Foster as just, she's incredible. Like, I think people who only know her from Younger or TV, you need to get a grip. She's beyond, like, she's incredible. I've seen her do no wrong on Broadway in person at the beginning of her career, and she's so nice. So, to see that, and now it's translating into this, like, she only got her break in Broadway because the person that was going to be the original Millie got sick. So, she was the stand-in at the last second. They're like, okay, you're going to do it. And she's like, well, all right. Tony after Tony after Tony. Like, yeah. Now they're like, okay, thank you. Like, she's amazing. But she's so good and younger. The way she played it, yeah. she pulled it off. And I loved the concept that. And it was a good point. Like, women do have it harder to mm-hmm. relaunch your life when you've put your whole life on hold. And nobody gives a fuck and wants to respect you and be like, oh, you're coming back into the workforce after being a mom. Mm-hmm. Let's go ahead and give you a shot. No. It's like, well, do you know anything? Eh. And then they'll take a 20-something. Mm-hmm. Because they get paid less as well. But yeah, that show is so good. You need to watch Younger. Another show I'm going to talk about, too, that everyone needs to watch is Why Women Kill. It's on... That's so good. I can't wait for it to come back. It's on Paramount. It just did. Did it? The first three episodes have been released. I've already watched them. It is so well produced and edited. And the way that they do the music is just perfect. Oh, my God. Is that a show on Paramount? Yeah, Paramount Plus. Shit. Oh, it's so good. Another fucking thing I gotta subscribe to. I'll give you my password. God damn it. Yeah, we'll man. talk later. <laughs> I didn't say that, Paramount. Just for three episodes. <laughs> Just trust me, okay, Paramount? Um, <laughs> but no, so it's it's so good. There was another show that I was really sad that stopped. Um, it's called All Rise. It was about a female judge. Um she was, it was, I loved it. I loved the concept, but I think it was just that the cost of producing it was just too high and there wasn't enough. But what I wonder now though, is it seems like if you don't instantly come out of the gate with 12 million viewers, they're dropping it. But most shows take a couple years to build momentum. How I Met Your Mother did not start out with staggering numbers. But now we don't even watch cable. We watch Hulu and Netflix and Disney. You know, and, and that's a valid point. Maybe so, they need to lower their expectations and work on yeah, marketing. Yeah, because honestly, it's 
It's demand and supply. What's one show that you love that's currently on right now, Feliqua? Or are you only stuck in Netflix and Hulu land? Yeah, I think everything I'm watching has already finished for the season. But I'm hoping that Rutherford Falls comes back and has another season. Rutherford Falls is the best show on television right now. Fight me on that. Go watch it. I haven't heard of it. So I'll have to look that up. I'm going to write that down. Um, The other one, if you have um, Hulu, Big Sky. What? Yeah, I'm already on that one. (gasps) Lupin. Really? Netflix. That's what Nikita was saying. God, you Uh. have got... Okay, I have to give kudos to Netflix because I've never been into foreign films, but I have never watched more foreign films in my life than I have in the last couple of months. Or actually, probably say the last six months. And... I love. I'm okay with reading subtitles, and Lupin, I cannot get into it. No, you need to watch it. It's to the point where I was watching, like I was binge watching. I think uh, one night in the last week, I was binge watching it. My kids were eating dinner, and the dining room faces the TV. My kids were reading freaking <gasps> subtitles, watching Lupin with me. Oh, and you're like, isn't it en français? Yes. yes. <laughs> and they were like, but it's fan- the concept is fantastic. It's such good acting. The action portion. It's completely kid appropriate. So there's nothing in there that is inappropriate that you have to like, you're not sure if around the next corner something inappropriate that's going to take your child's innocence away is going to pop up. It is so well written. The characters are amazing. The fact that it's in French, you don't even notice it after a while because it's just so well presented. I will say that French, and it's only because the only movie I've been able to tolerate, if it's German, if even if it's Spanish, I'm like, I can't. But French just, I think, sounds so fabulous. And the only one I could make it through was La Vie en Rose. When I watched yeah, that... Just trust just trust me, okay? I will. <laughs> I knew it! <laughs> watch Lupin. Okay, it I will, because so, Nikita talked about it too. It is so good. And you just, have, you just have to understand, like... You just need to watch it because it's magical and smart. And if my teenage boys who yeah, don't yeah, even right. read books right. will watch read subtitles in, right. in a foreign film, you've got to you've got to take a look. There's got to be something and to it's it. It's two seasons in now, and it's it's fantastic. And you said Rutherford Falls. Yes. Okay, I wrote it down. Rutherford. What's that one about? And that one's on Peacock, I think. Um, oh, I need to, I don't have Peacock. Yeah, I don't have Peacock. Either. So we're going to need your password. <laughs> we'll talk after and exchange passwords. Right. Um, the hair, This hairspray parody further confirms that Ariana Grande absolutely belongs on Broadway. There's so many things wrong with the title of that article, I don't know where to start. But what I will say is just because you can sing and memorize blocking doesn't mean you're Broadway bound. <laughs> That's number one. How many of you are fans of Ariana? Yes, no, maybe. I've been known to sing her songs every now and then if they come on the radio. I can't tell you which songs are hers. I just know that I know she's a thing. Okay, so I'm... I don't follow her on social media. I'm not... I mean, if and the only things I know about her are what... Tracy's going to go out to her car and she's going to be like, what is she doing now? Like, she's going to... No, I don't, care, I don't care about her that much. She's like a big I just feminist, know that, right? She's I what? Just, she's just, like a big feminist, right? No. Just, no, that's oh, no? Um, Demi Lovato. Yeah. Oh, Demi Lovato's just them, a... Them there. Okay, look, Demi... <laughs> Demi, you're, I'm not going to say that you can't sing, but you're just really loud. Like, she's just, she, I don't know what it is. I think we could talk about, like, can you believe that they're trying to get rid of orange cones? Orange cone power! Like, she'd run out and start talking about it. Like, she just loves to have a soapbox about literally anything. Love you, Demi. But. Ariana, the only thing I know about her is she always has a big ponytail in. 
I know. I'm like, she never. I don't. What know are we what, doing? I don't know what her hair looks like any other time because she literally is every for years now. She just has a big ponytail. I don't know. I don't know what she's doing. I will say she is. I mean, to me, she's a fabulous singer, but she's really the definition of what I would say. There's a difference between a singer and a performer, and a performer who can sing. Mm-hmm. She is a great singer. The end. So, like, I saw her in her little TV show. There's a reason she's not on TV shows. There's a reason she's not in movies. And there's a reason that, you know, she's got a a lot of young people that really love her and go to her concerts. Hey, Michael. But. Beep, beep. Stay in your lane. I mean, yeah, she needs to, you know, keep, keep singing, girl. She she released um, several albums in the past, like, four years. I think it was, like, one every year, back to back. And she won Grammys each year. I mean, that, like, never happens. So, yeah. clearly, she's talented. Mm-hmm. She's a very, very good singer. But maybe yeah. you don't leave Broadway alone, girl. It's yeah. okay. Broadway's a special beast. Yes, it is. I love James Corden, though. Do we agree that he is multifaceted and talented? Yes? Yeah. Isn't there, there's been some kind of conflict about him lately. Well, that was with the Friends thing. And on his show... I'm so glad you knew that. On his show, we just talked about it. He, did a, he does this thing about... Um, it's like, he's going to ask you a question, and if you don't want to answer, you know, like, because it's so sketch or whatever, you know, like, do you really love the experience you had when you worked with Quincy Jones? And it's, like, live on the air, and you're like, do you want to answer that? Or eat one of these deemed disgusting foods. And the problem was that most of the disgusting, in air quotes, foods were Asian. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. So then they're like, you calling it disgusting, because I think what it was called was, like, odd food or whatever but he said his own mouth disgusting Disgusting. food and then was showing asian food and they were like bitch that doesn't help so (laughs) consider the moment sir but i think he's entertaining i like his show do you like him or do you like jimmy fallon or jimmy kimmel if i had to if you had to if i had to pick Yeah, I'm thinking Jimmy Fallon had his time. One of the other things I remember from childhood was that Fallon wanted to marry Jimmy Fallon so she could be Fallon Fallon. Yeah, I think all the people that I went to middle school with were scheming about that. Yeah, I thought that was hysterical because I'm like, Fallon Fallon. That was back when he was on SNL and they were like, oh, you know the SNL guy? Like, you should get married to him and you'd be Fallon Fallon. Ha 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 ha. I'm so clever. (laughs) And 11. So, yes, I I don't know. But I think it's great. Um, Oh. Ariana was in that um, live production of Hairspray, which is why they did this. But this was a parody on it where they were talking about COVID-19. Instead of saying Good Morning Baltimore, which was the song, they're singing We're Wearing Masks No More. Hmm. So, yeah, and it turned into a whole thing. But, yes. And then I love that it says, absolutely belongs on Broadway. Who the fuck are you? Who's Who wrote this article? It was Kelsey Garcia. What? What are you doing, girl? She does not. That's why you're not casting on Broadway. So when I say that Ariana needs to stay in the studio, just trust me, okay? Stay in your lane. (laughs) 